Fall Fun Drive. Keep public radio free and available to all. Give now at WJFFRadio.org. WJFFRadio.org or 845-482-4141. There's still a minute left for you to sneak in and help us make this challenge from the North Branch Inn. Thanks again so much to Jake Eberly for being here and for offering this challenge. We really don't want to leave it hanging. So please, as we get into the local edition and these final moments before the local edition starts, remember we are looking for $125 more. And uh, if you have that or any part of that, please do call now to help us out. 845 845- 4-1-4-1. Again, the number is 845-482-4141 or donate online at WJFFRadio.org. That's WJFFRadio.org. You're listening to Radio Catskill. WJFF Jeffersonville. W233AH Monticello. Well, good evening and welcome to the local edition. Live from our studios in Liberty, New York, here at Radio Catskill. This is local news and information keeping you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dolt. Coming up, we'll get an update on HEAP. That's the Heat Energy Assistance Program, HEAP. And the latest local news on our weekly check-in with the Sullivan County Democrat. We'll also chat about the weather with Joe Johnson. As the weather starts turning nice and possibly even unseasonably warm this week, we'll have all the details coming up on the local edition. But first up, we have some news from New York State to get us started. And this is about the bottle bill expansion. Advocates who want to expand the state's decades-long bottle deposit law in New York testified on Monday at a hearing held by the New York State Senate and Assembly. They say adding more categories of containers would reduce the use of plastics and ease burdens on municipal officials. Karen DeWitt has more. New York's 1982 bottle law, which places a five-cent deposit fee on containers for carbonated soft drinks and beer, was expanded in 2009 to also include plastic water bottles. But environmental advocates say New York's law could be broader and could include wine bottles, liquor bottles, and other plastic beverage containers. My name is Erica Smitka, Deputy Director, League of Women Voters of New York State. Smitka, speaking before the hearing, holds up two bottles to demonstrate. So the one on my right hand is a just a, a like a soda bottle, essentially, um, and the one in my left hand is a juice bottle, like a simply orange or a, you know just a, a general bottle, iced tea, lemonade, anything you might find. Okay. And what's the difference between them? Well, there truly isn't much difference, right? They're both plastic bottles. They both have similar plastic tops. If you were looking at them as a layperson, they they look identical, truly. Uh, the only difference is that one can be redeemed for five cents, and the other cannot, and goes pretty much straight to the landfill. 
Mitka says the change could encourage more people to actually redeem their bottles, increasing the chances that they'll be recycled and reused properly. It could help increase New York State's redemption rate from 64% to 90%, which is a huge increase when we really only continue to create waste. Blair Horner with the New York Public Interest Research Group says the deposit amount could be higher too. He says that would incentivize people to not just throw the deposit bottles into the regular recycling or trash. A nickel in 1983 is not what a nickel is in 2023. Uh, If you just CPI adjusted it, it should be 15 cents. The advocates are asking Governor Kathy Hochul to include the proposal in her new budget plan due out in January. Hochul says she hasn't made any decision yet. I understand the, uh, the interest in it. We are still in the early stages of formulating our budget. We just had a meeting today to talk about what will go into our our mid-year reports on the financials. We're talking about that and, and how that would drive discussions on the financial side of our budget. But also there are many policy initiatives that we're still uh, pressure testing during this time before it's required to be um, announced. So uh, it's something we'll certainly look at. Opponents include the liquor industry and grocery store chains. They say it would increase their expenses for handling deposit containers. They also say wine and liquor bottles don't contribute to waste and recycling problems the way that plastic bottles do. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. And thanks to Karen DeWitt and the New York Public News Network for that report. Here's where I do have to pause in the middle of my own program just to point out here that uh, this is Radio Catskill. We are publicly supported. It's our fall fund drive. We're looking for your support. And reports like that that we've been getting now for the last uh, couple of years from Karen DeWitt and others around New York State is because we now partner with public radio stations across New York State in this New York Public News Network and that would not be possible without the support of listeners like you, uh, because we, we pay to be part of this network, but also your funds go to pay, uh, the time and effort of the staff here who, uh, do the work of interacting with that network. And we also produce audio here and the news that we produce here is able to be broadcast on other radio stations across New York state. So your funds go to help the coverage that we do, uh, nationally and globally when you uh, donate because of the national and global shows that we subscribe to and air here, uh, but also regionally in New York State, Northeast Pennsylvania, because of the work that we do, and also locally right here in the communities within our own listening area. When you support this radio station, you're supporting the work that we do that benefits people in all areas from just down the road from our radio station to around the world. Give what you can at 845-482-4141. Call 845-482-4141 or donate online at wjffradio.org. Next up on the local edition, uh, because it is Monday today, which um, I did forget earlier in the show, uh, that hearing that you heard the report on happened earlier today. And uh, every Monday evening, we check in with the Sullivan County Democrat to see what the latest news is. It's our weekly news roundup with the Sullivan County Democrat Patricio Rabio spoke with Democrat editor Derek Kirk earlier today, and uh, he started off with an update on the village of Terry's in eastern Sullivan County. So what once was thought to be the next step forward in the proposed village of Adderis becoming a reality has seen another 
corkscrew in the road by two residents of the town of Thompson, I believe, that have put in that Article 78 petition with the object of that petition being a challenging the validity of some signatures that were used in the initial proposal of the village. It was previously stated that both town supervisors, William Reber and Catherine Rappaport, had determined that the village incorporation petition was legally sufficient, but now we'll have to see as that progresses what is going to come out of this legal battle, which will possibly see if the petition will continue on its pace forward or be halted in its tracks totally. More to come on the proposed village of Adaris in the future. Yeah, it's, it's an ongoing issue. And I said, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the courts. I know some residents weren't happy with it. I've heard anecdotally, nothing will go on record, but some residents were looking to move for those residents who are within the village. Definitely keeps up to date on what the progress is and whether this village actually does incorporate and actually become realities. We have another story here about the Liberty Central School District. They have a capital project, another capital project. What can you tell us about this? Well, the Liberty Central School District announced more details of their capital project proposal with their superintendent, Dr. Patrick Sullivan, who gave a presentation before the town board on October 16th. And in his detailed presentation, he went over a number of Liberty's core values, their mission, their vision. But in addition to all of that recap, he gave a detailed report on a number of projects they would like to improve on the high school, the middle school, the elementary school, as well as the central administrative building, and as well as looking into a, a storage building as well. And the breakdown of what those would cost uh, can be found individually, but the, t- the sum of the total is projected to be about $43 million. About thir- I believe it's about 30 or 32 million of that is to be bonded. Uh, so it is not expected to raise any of the taxpayers' rates within the school district. Dr. Sullivan made that a point to those at the meeting that their taxes would go unaffected uh, with the projected payment and um, projects along those lines. More can be found in detail of what each improvement for each building can be found on the front page of Tuesday's edition of the Sullivan County Democrat. Yeah, that, that's a that's one thing. That's a big deal. If none of the, if this will, won't affect the tax rate or the tax levy levy of the town, because you said all these capital improvements. One of the first things that comes to people's minds is how much this is going to cost me, because school taxes are paid by the residents. Uh, it's great to hear that the the residents won't be affected by this capital project. Absolutely. That is one thing that everyone would love, no matter what school district you want to hear. You, you never want to hear a tax is going up. So we'll be interested to see what Liberty Central School District does, how they do unfold this proposal plan once it's set in place and set in motion. And another story is you have going on tomorrow on the pages of the Sullivan County Democrat is the county airport. It's more it seems like this the county airport is very busy. We have the new hangars for Hosala, and now we have something else happening at the county airport. The county airport had another look into the leases and who would be taking up those spots in the airport hangar with a number of the different and various bays having varying payments and set times for those payments. Public Works Commissioner Edward McAndrew said that two people, Mike Dane, who's looking at Bay 8, and Brian Collins, looking at Bay 4, are currently in the hangars under the Division of Public Works. 
transient allowance and are just waiting for the leases to be finalized. And it, he went into a detail with a number of other different hangers as well. Uh, so those interested can look to see what is going on with the Sullivan County International Airport in detail in Tuesday's edition. With Election Day just around the corner on November 7th, Derek, you have some information for us on early voting in Sullivan County. Absolutely. Early voting, of course, is very important as many people around the area may not be able to make it to the polls on Election Day, November 7th, in two locations throughout the county, which are the Government Center in Monticello, as well as the Sullivan County Public Health Center located in Liberty. Those will be the two venues opening for early voting, which starts October 28th. Now, these the dates and times for early voting can be found in detail on the front page of Tuesday's edition of the Sullivan County Democrat. And it's important to note that the Board of, Board of Elections Commissioners, Lori Benjamin, as well as Deanna Senek, noted and stressed the importance of early voting and its key role in allowing everyone the ability to cast their vote and have their voice be heard, even if they are unable to make it to the polls on November 7th. So look for the exact dates and times that you can early vote and go and make your voice heard. Thank you so much for that, Derek. We were talking to Derek Kurt, the editor for the Sullivan County Democrat, letting us know about all that's going on on the pages of the Sullivan County Democrat on newsstands tomorrow. We could look online at cdemocratonline.com. Until next week, Derek, we'll talk to you soon. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Robayo. All right, and thank you for that report. Up next on the local edition, let's just take a moment to talk about the weather, and there's nobody better to do that with than our own Monday, all things considered, air host volunteer, Joe Johnson. Hello, hello. keeps an eye on the skies for us. Joe. I do. I do. I like weather and astronomy, so I'm always looking up. The The big thing this week is just going to be high pressure, and high pressure air is dry air. So we're going to have a relatively dry week. We might see a few clouds, especially in the evening and at nighttime. Uh, Wednesday, outside chance of a little shower in there somewhere. But other than that, I think it's going to be a beautiful, dry, sunny week, um, clear skies at night. It's just going to be a gorgeous fall week. Um, high pre- The high pressure system that we're in right now has been trapped by the jet stream, which has now slid off to our north. So that's allowing a lot of southerly and southwesterly air to come our way and just keep it nice and warm and dry for us. We'll be in the 60s early this week, sliding into the 70s by Friday and Saturday. A um, little cold at night, though, 40s and 50s at night, but uh, those clear skies will be awful nice to, to be out looking at. Um, Friday and Saturday look to be the best days of the week. We should be in the low 70s then. Um, so if you need to do something uh, out, maybe play hooky on Friday, um, go ahead. Uh, good night for good week for stargazing this week too. Except the moon's going to be oh, yeah. getting a little bit brighter this week. Where 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 will what phase will it be? How close will we be well, to like a, a a half or full moon? Here? Well, we're about at the first quarter moon right now. Okay. Um, last Saturday's. Um, well, the Saturday a week ago, rather, was the new moon. And so this Saturday should be right around the, the, um, first quarter moon. Or I'm sorry, the full moon. Wow. Sorry, I'm getting, getting confused so it's, here. It's, and, and the bigger the moon gets, this is the other thing that people don't really realize because like the moon eats into your stargazing. You're Absolutely. Trying to look at other objects, but Absolutely. also the, the bigger the moon gets, the longer it stays in the sky each night. The full moon is pretty True. much in the sky all night long. So. Right. The night of the full moon is the sun is setting. The moon is rising. Yes. And so it's in the sky all night. And so uh, it blots out a lot of the, the uh, lighter objects. So everybody thinks astronomers love the, the full moon and we really don't. 
Uh, we like those new moon nights when it's nice and dark. And along with the weather, there's something I got to say is, um, you know, you never quite know how the foliage is going to go and the leaves, at least right here in our listening area, um, not far from the station in Liberty. Things are looking really nice out there. As we headed into this past weekend, we had rain in the forecast. I thought that would mean like a lot of wind and heavy rain, and that would knock a lot of the, the leaves that have already changed off the trees. That didn't happen. So that means we're going into this drier, nicer weather this week uh, with a lot of good uh, color out there for folks to still view. Yeah, I don't know if we're at 100% yet, but boy, it is gorgeous out there, isn't it? Yeah. It's looking real nice. Uh, I'm talking to Joe Johnson. I'm Jason Dole. And uh, volunteer Ralph is here with us as well. You've been uh, digging the leaves at all? Uh, I'm, I'm doing my part. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I got to do to prepare myself for the, for the fall and the winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're also all here in the middle of the local edition because it is our fall fun drive. And we're right. still looking for people's support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're winding down on our, you know, um, fun here. What do we got? Four or five days to go? Yeah, yeah. Saturday. This ends Saturday afternoon. Whether we've raised the funds we need to raise or not, we we wind this down on air Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon. So we'd really like to raise the rest of the funds that we need to raise. Absolutely. Um, you know, the number is eight four five four eight two four one four one, or you can go online wjff.org and we're standing by here waiting for your donations. WJFFradio.org, 845-482-4141. It would be great to hear from people, even in the middle of the local edition. It's it's only a half-hour show, so just by that fact alone, we don't get a lot of calls. And also, I'm in here. I'm not over by the phone. So Uh, We've got uh, wonderful people out there in the office mm -hmm. waiting to talk to you. And they can take a one-time donation from you, or they can uh, walk you through the steps of becoming a sound supporter, where you'll make a small monthly or large, as you may be, um, monthly contribution. And we can link that directly to your checking account or a charge card, however you want to do it. And um, that is just... We know that the money is going to come in, that we, we have a commitment, and it helps us to figure out the finances for the station. So give us a call, please, at 845-482-4141, or see us online at wjffradio.org. wjffradio.org. Uh, volunteer Mo is in the office right now, ready to take your call, and she'll do a great job of that. Is a great person to talk to if you got any questions or want to make your donation. So, again, wjffradio.org, or uh, give us a call. At 845-482-4141. All right, while you're working your way towards your phone to make that donation, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll learn more about the HEAP program, H-E-A-P. Stay with us. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. Support comes from the Women's Health Center in Homesdale, Hamlin, Waymart, Carbondale, and Lords Valley in Pennsylvania. Physicians and certified midwives who deliver. The Women's Health Center is a Wayne Memorial Community Health Center. WMH.org. NACL Theater Highland Lake. Innovative performance and community action. NACL.org. And from listener donations at WJFFradio.org. 
Thank you for listening to Radio Catskill during our fall fun drive. We've heard from so many of your fellow listeners. Now we just need to hear from you. If you haven't made a donation yet, please take a moment to donate at WJFFradio.org. This amazing radio station with one-of-a-kind local programs depends on listeners like you. Help keep public radio here in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. Make your donation now at WJFFradio.org. That's WJFFradio.org. You can also give us a call here at 845-482-4141. That's 845-482-4141 as we get back into the local edition. And the local edition is news and information keeping you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dole. And the HEAP program, H-E-A-P, all in capital letters because it stands for something. The HEAP program aims to assist eligible families or individuals by covering a portion of their fuel and utility expenses. HEAP funds are typically accessible from mid-November to mid-March, and the amount of assistance provided depends on a number of factors. So Radio Catskills' Patricio Robayo spoke to Rosemary Wolf, who serves as the HEAP coordinator for Sullivan County, New York, about what it takes to be on the HEAP program. We're excited to report that this year's HEAP season is going to actually open on Wednesday, November the 1st. So you will be eligible to apply for HEAP benefits effective that day. Uh, you can contact the agency direct at 807-0142 and request an application can be mailed to you if need be. You are eligible to apply online if you would like to at mybenefits.ny.gov. Or you could come in to the agency to apply, or we have some alternate certifiers that are accepting applications as well. We have two in Monticello, Independent Living and Action Towards Independence, and we also have the Office for the Aging at the Government Center in Monticello, as well as our office at 16 Community Lane at the Sullivan County Robert Travis Building. Benefits this year cover fuel, propane, wood, wood pellets, coal, and electric if that is your source of heat, fuel and propane and kerosene would be eligible for upwards of $976 if they are deemed eligible. Wood and wood pellets and coal could get somewhere around 711 and you could have as much as a $476 credit applied to your electric bill if that is your main source of heat. Income guidelines, a household of one would still be eligible for heat benefit if their income is below $3,035 a month, and that would be gross income, so that would be before taxes. A household of five could have a gross income of $6,722 a month and still be eligible for the HEAP benefit. So it is a really great resource, and it does help out people struggling to get through the cold winter months up here. And they are indicating it should be a rough winter this year. So we're hoping we can reach out and help as many people as possible. 
Yeah, the winters are rough up here and it can be long. Are there any special considerations or additional assistance? No, there are certain factors that come into play if a household has an elderly person, if a household has a child under six in it. That's why there's varying amount of benefits. It could be anywhere from 900 to $976 if you were, say, using fuel oil. It could be 635 to 711 if you were, in fact, using wood. And the county has a list of participating vendors. So if you are applying or if you've applied in the past, you can contact us and we can let you give you your pick of the vendors you can choose from to provide the services to you. There's a regular benefit that begins in November. And then for families who are struggling later in the year, we also have an emergency benefit. And that begins January 2nd, 2024. Individuals and families are potentially entitled to at least two heat benefits over the course of the season, which would be a great, that's over $1,800 to help toward fuel oil. There are other services the department offers as well. We have a service that will clean and tune up uh, somebody's furnace or burner. You're entitled to that once a year if you, in fact, own your home and you have been deemed heap eligible. That's a great way to keep your furnace running efficiently and lasting longer because they are not easy to replace these days. We do have a replacement and repair program as well. If one of our Sullivan County residents should have their furnace quit or stop running on them, if they are in fact eligible for our program, we can pay for up to $4,000 of repairs or up to $8,000 to replace a furnace if the client is eligible. There are multiple factors involved, but we'd be glad to do the screening and initiate the application process with you right over the telephone. So if anybody is struggling this winter with being unable to heat their home due to broken equipment, please don't hesitate to contact the agency. Let's give out that phone number one more time. That phone number is 845-807-0142. And you can also, I see on the website, you can also email, right? Heap at SullivanNY.us. You can email us at heap at SullivanNY, all one word, S-U-L-I-V-A-N-N-Y dot U-S, or you can fax documentation to us at 845-292-4651. That's great. It's not only the benefits that you get to pay for your fuel, but also the maintenance for your furnace, because like you mentioned before, that's very important, not only for fuel efficiency, but also keeping the maintenance up and you don't want in the middle of the winter your boiler to go down. So. Oh, no, that's that could be a very difficult situation for people who are struggling financially. If anybody wants more information, they can call. We can send out some paperwork, any organizations that might be interested in giving out this information. We have flyers describing our programs. We have sheets that show the income breakdown for any household size. We'd also be glad to answer questions over the telephone. And you can also reach out to our alternate certifiers. They're available effective November 1st. That's awesome. Uh, Rosemary, you, you mentioned a lot, but before we go, is there anything else that we have not touched on you want folks to know about in HEAP? I want to remind everybody that come the spring, April the 15th, we also provide an air conditioner program for anybody in the county who has a medical condition that is further 
aggravated by exposure to extreme heat and humidity. If you have been a HEAP recipient and you are eligible, the county will pay up to $800 to install an air conditioner so you have a cooling room in your home to hopefully effectively allow you to breathe easier and get through the tough summer months as well. That's great. HEAP helps you out in the winter and also helps you out in the summer. We'll talk to Rosemary Wolf, the HEAP coordinator for Sullivan County. Thank you so much for talking to us and letting us know all about the benefits of HEAP this winter and summer. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Robayo. Thank you, Patricio. One more time, that was HEAP. That's H-E-A-P. Stands for Home Energy Assistance Program. And information on applying for HEAP is at mybenefits.ny.gov. That's mybenefits.ny.gov. MyBenefits.ny.gov. Well, that's going to do it for the local edition tonight. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we've got a trailer talk with Sabrina Artel taking up the full hour because it is Fun Drive. Laura Flanders was here with us last Monday evening, and we're looking forward to having Sabrina come in tonight and maybe even bringing a special guest, special friend. It should be fun, and we'll be talking about uh, the Borscht Belt history as well. So stay tuned for that. But up next, we've got The Daily from The New York Times and I just love that we've got you, you've got the local edition bringing you local news and information in the evening on the weekdays. Then you have the daily, and then uh, you know it's different on every night. Uh, but on Monday nights, going to the Laura Flanders show and Sabrina Artel's Trailer Talk, two programs that are produced right here in our listening area and broadcast to you on Radio Catskill. Definitely worth supporting. It's a unique station. It's unique programming, and it's lots of information that keeps you informed about what's happening around our neighborhood, around our region, around the country, and around the world. If you can support this station, you're doing a lot of good for a lot of people, and that's why we're asking you to support this station now. Make your donation in honor of the local edition or any of the other great programs that I've mentioned Go to WJFFRadio.org to do that, WJFFRadio.org, or give us a call here at 845-482-4141, 845-482-4141. We have folks waiting to take your call live and in person. If you have any questions about the process, we can go over it with you on the phone. Remember, you can sign up to be a sound supporter for as little as $10 a month. A donation of $10 a month is like a donation of $120 Donation of $15 a month is like a donation of $180. $20 a month, well, that's like 240 